Well, I know it's Thanksgiving week, but we got some grim news from the UN, honey. We want to talk about that. And I ran into a moral dilemma at the park yesterday. We're going to talk about that. And whereas it's the day before Thanksgiving, let's talk about gratitude, baby. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. Happy day before Thanksgiving. Some of you already got the ovens fired up, the cakes and pies being made. If you're lucky enough to be having a large family gathering, good for you. I want to talk about Thanksgiving later, but I want to start by saying uh, it is not a burden to have a large gathering. In fact, I so miss having them now. Uh, I wish I were cooking. Everyone's shocked I'm not cooking this year uh, because I love to cook and I love to entertain, but it's just me and Steve, so... We're going to go and get something from the modern vegan or from down to earth or something like that and uh, just eat it at his house and have a lovely afternoon and be by ourselves, basically. Uh, it's almost as tragic as it sounds. I'm thankful that Steve uh, is here in Vegas and is my BFF and I have it to share with him and Valentino. Uh, at least, you know, I'm not alone. So that that's great. Uh, all right. So I don't want to rain on your parade or anything. Don't. Tell me not to live, just sit and putter. I could sing it for you. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of butter. Don't bring around a cloud, don't rain on my parade. I'm gonna live. It's a show tune. I, I almost can't stop. I'm gay. So if I don't finish it, you know, I have to turn in my gay card. I'm gonna live and live now. Get what I want. I know how. One throw for the whole shebang. One throw that bell will go clang. Eye on the target and wham, one shot, one gunshot, and bam! Hey, hey, world, here I am. Oh, and now I really do want to finish it. I, I, I know I'm not supposed to, and it's talk radio, but all in my mind right now, all I'm hearing is, I'll march my band out. I'll beat my drum. And if I'm fanned out, your turn at bat, sir. Least I didn't fake it, hat, sir. Guess I didn't make it. Get ready for me, love, because I'm a comer. I simply got to march my heart to drummer. Nobody don't nobody is gonna... Rain on my parade. Take that, Leah Deliria. Anyway, not, not Leah Deliria, Leah Michelle. Uh, okay, whatever. It was a show tune. I had to do it. If you tuned out, so what? I don't fucking care. It's the day before Thanksgiving. And the UN just said that we aren't going to meet our 1.5 climate goal as uh, pledged in the Paris Accord. In fact, we're going to be lucky if we don't freaking meet the 3.0 doomsday. Now, a lot of you are thinking, three, three degrees? That was a great group in the 70s, the three degrees. When will I see you again? Uh-uh, no, honey. Three degrees Celsius is about 37 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so missing the 1.5 mark, that's only like 17, 16 degrees Fahrenheit. Three degrees, three times nine is 27, divided by five is 
plus 32 is 37.49 or 0.4 degrees. Yes, I did that all in my head. That's how you do Celsius to Fahrenheit. Times it by 9, divide by 5, add 32. So 3 degrees times 9 is 27, divided by 5 is, uh, yeah, 5.4, add 32 is 37.4 degrees. That means wherever you're living right now could be 30 degrees freaking hotter. In Vegas, that means we turn to hell, okay? So we're not going to make it. They said, because not only are we not emitting less carbon than when we did the Paris Accord in 2015, we're emitting more. 1.2% increase in coal and fossil fuel burning over the last three years. Increase, people, not decrease. And the earth is on life support. It's gagging. It's gasping for air there. And so what do we do? Not a damn thing. We make electric cars that are too expensive and don't go far enough. Okay, that's a real solution. We refuse to all switch to alternate energy for our homes, solar, wind, just refuse. Meanwhile, Portugal just went for a full week on renewable energies. The whole country. A whole week. But the U.S.? Nah. Mm-mm. And we found out that the top 18% of wage earners, particularly the top 5%, but uh, billionaires. Billionaires are destroying the planet in record numbers. And people that make over 150000 a year, of which there are about 16% in America, are polluting more than the lowest 66%. So 66% of the population of planet Earth is not polluting it as much as the top 15% of wage earners. The rich are destroying the planet with impunity and no one stopping them. Nobody. And that's a true statistic right there. The rich, the top 15% are polluting more than the bottom 66%. That's just sad. You know, it's like this divide. Like here in Vegas, we just had this F1 race. What a fucked up foobar that was. And they came out and said, oh, great success. Marvelous success. 1.2 billion added to the economy. Every working class person I know here says they're losing money, they have lost money, or they're going to continue to lose money because of this Grand Prix. It blocked And while all the high-end restaurants were in fact booked, the medium to lower-end restaurants on the Strip, the ones that aren't for the ultra-rich, had nobody in them. Nobody. And the airport had over 450 private planes parked at it over this last weekend. Meanwhile, workers in the casinos are taking three hours to get to work, two hours to get home. That's five hours plus an eight-hour shift, a 13-hour day, and they're not making any money because their restaurants were closing early. See, the rich had a great time in Vegas this last weekend. They had a fabulous time. But the middle class and the poor, they didn't even show up. You know, the people that are the Vegas mainstays, All Vegas cared about this weekend were the wealthy. That's all they care about anymore. All Las Vegas cares about anymore is the wealthy. And Las Vegas is the canary in the cave. It is the the country. The country is moving to the haves. Electric cars are for the haves. Buying a home is for the haves. 
coming to the race here in Las Vegas for the halves, going to see Kylie Minogue or Adele for the halves, going to see Beyonce for the halves. The entire country is now for the rich or those of you that make over $150,000 a year, the top 16% of wage earners. Those of us that don't, the lower 85, no one cares. We don't care that you're losing money. We don't care that you can't afford to put food on your table. We don't care that groceries... You know, what does Joe Biden care? And and I'm going to vote for him and everything, but what does Joe Biden care about prices at the grocery store? He don't go shopping. Him and Joe Biden are not over at the Whole Foods, okay? They don't go shopping. I venture to say they haven't been in a grocery store in 25, 30 years. Okay, so they don't care. They don't even know what food costs. They have no idea. They are served three meals a day plus all snacks. It's all part of the White House budget. They don't have a fucking clue. By the way, people that saying Joe Biden's too old because he just turned 81, the Rolling Stones just announced a national international tour. They're stopping here in Vegas, L.A., San Francisco. Uh, Mick Jagger's 81. Keith Richards is 83. And no one is saying they're too old to go on tour. Okay? So stop with the Joe Biden's too old. Either tell the Rolling Stones to shut up and sit down or stop with the Joe Biden's too old. And that includes me. If the Rolling Stones can go on tour at 80, Joe Biden can be president at 80. That's just the way it is. So the rich, there's this disconnect. They're doing all the polluting. So when you hear, you know, we're not going to make the climate go. Well, why? Because of the rich. It's not really our fault, your fault or my fault. It is truly the rich. Everything in your community is being geared towards whom? The rich. Healthcare, all of it. Food, the rich. I guess we better get rich. <laughs> I guess the moral of that story is we need to earn some freaking money. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corel cast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corel cast, driving you home or driving you crazy. All right, so today is the day before Thanksgiving, and, you know, it's that time of year where you're supposed to be of warm heart and, and you know, friends and family and loved ones and compassion for the poor and all of that. And it's because of that that I have a moral dilemma about what happened at the park yesterday at Desert Breeze Park. First of all, I met a cop named Officer Augustine. Oh, my God. I've seen plenty of cute cops. This guy, from his eyes to his little beard to his tattoos, oh, if he didn't have a wedding ring on. I mean, oh, my, I mean, even the lady I was with, Sherry, because uh, we were talking to him, this cop, after he left, Sherry looked at me, I looked at Sherry, I said, are you thinking what I'm thinking? She's all, if you're thinking he was fine as hell. I said, he was fine as hell. But why was he there? Well, because I called him. And I, and I, I think I feel badly, but I can't be sure, and I want to hear from you on this. Did I do the right thing? I want to hear from you. I think I did the only thing. I want to hear from you as if I did the right thing. 
So this morning, Ember and I get to the park, and she's feeling great, running and playing and everything. A little, I'm still a little worried about the throat issue, whatever, but, you know, she's eating, pooping, peeing. She's, you know, having a time. So um, we're at the park, and there's this guy that's been living under a tree. You probably have heard me talk about him, how he puts his stuff up on the tree like it's a homeless Christmas tree. And, and the tree area keeps expanding out. He's got American flags sectioning off what he thinks is his house. Uh, and he's been there now for six months. His name is Dexter. I, I know his name. Now, Dexter is mentally ill. He talks to himself and, you know, all of that. But he can have a conversation with you. So he's, he's half and half, half in this world, half in some other. So I call when his stuff gets out of control, when, the, when it's just too much stuff. I'll call and say, y'all got to come out here. So this morning, I went over to Dexter. Instead of calling the police, I had heard that he'd been yelling at people like uh, Kimba and Linda, Linda's Kimba's mom, because uh, Kimba went over to him uh, and and he yelled at Kimba the dog and and so Linda came over and grabbed Kimba and and now he's shouting at people and shouting at dogs and not me but other people. So I walked over to him because he and I are cordial uh, after six months uh, and I said, "So Dexter, what's the plan?" And he looks at me and says, "What?" And I said, what is your plan, Dexter? You've been living here for six months. What is your plan? It's getting cold. It's now 40 in the mornings. It's going to be down in the 30s and 20s soon. What is your plan? And he said, well, and he just sort of staggered. I said, well, what about a shelter? Have you thought about the shelters? Oh, I've been in a shelter. I'm not going back to a shelter. And a lot of homeless say that because of the rules that the shelters put up. Now, that's the shelter's fault, by the way. I hold shelters responsible, but in other countries, they don't do that. Uh, but in America, we do. We put all kinds of conditions if we're going to help you. Uh, that's been a pet peeve of mine forever. Oh, we'll help you, but you got to jump through this hoop and this hoop. So you don't really want to help me. Uh, and they don't really want to help people. They just want to have the organization and the infrastructure so they get paid to help people and then don't help anybody. So he said, I, I'm not going back to a shelter. I said, well, you've been here for months. What about Help Nevada? If you'd have gotten on their list for the Spiegel Suites Motel that they put them in around town here, it, it takes months, but you would have gotten it by now. Oh, no, no, I don't, that's too much, and I don't want to go over to Help Nevada. No. Okay, so what is your plan? And he says to me, the good Lord will provide. And I said, well, he's not. You're living in a park. Well, it's okay here. And I said, Dexter, it's not okay here. It's not okay that you're living in this park. That is not okay. Well, it's what God is giving me. And so I just like, you can't argue with someone that's literally crazy. So I walk away. And I thought to myself, I can't take it anymore. He's yelling at these people in the park. Plus, I don't want to see him anymore. Every morning on my walk with Ember, I don't want to see Dexter and all of his crap all around the tree, no matter how nice he is. I don't want to see him. Or the guy in the brown tent that's there. I got rid of the guy in the red tent. So I call park police. And I said, I called you last week and asked if you have just given up on Desert Breeze Park. Like, do we just have to deal with these homeless? If that's the way it is, just tell me because I'll get media out here. I'll get our county supervisor out here. I will make enough noise to where this park will be cleaned up. If you, the park police, are telling me you've given up. And he goes, no, I've spoken to you many times. We haven't given up. We know this person. 
let me send someone out. I said, stop sending people out. You guys, I'm not asking you to come and have tea with him, okay? It's time for him to go. He has been here six months illegally. You can't sleep in the park overnight. He sleeps every night in that park, every night for six months. It's time for him to go. So when we're leaving the park, two patrol units pull up. And that's how I met Officer Augustine. And I asked him, so what's the deal? What, you know, what can you do? What can we do? How do we get him out of the park? I'm done with him being here. I'm done with you guys talking to him. I'm done. And he said, well, my boss told us to trespass him out the park. What that means is they, they tell him that he is trespassing and that he cannot come back into that park. And if he ignores the trespass, if he is there tomorrow, then they can jail him. They can literally put him in jail. Which at this point may be the best thing for him, by the way. It really might. He could freeze to death outside. And it's sad that the only place we have for the homeless is jails. But if that's the system. So I said to them, so what you're saying is you're going to go cite him. And then tomorrow if I call and he's still here, you'll come and arrest him. And they said, yeah, that's basically what's going on. And then we talked some more. And then I thanked Officer Augustine for his help and kindness and, and trying to get things done. Uh and, you know, me and Sherry went away uh, ogling Officer Augustine, wishing I was like, you know what? I told Sherry, I don't know if it's illegal, but as a gay man, I would have told him, dude, I'll do you right there in the cruiser. Just right there. <laughs> and I would have. I swear to God, you all might think I'm cheap or sleazy. But had he said hop in and you know what? I'd have been down on him faster than Lord. He was gorgeous. Anyway, so I came home yesterday. And I had remorse because I thought it's the day before things or two days before Thanksgiving yesterday. And I thought, you know, where is he going to go? And I don't want him to be in jail over Thanksgiving and, you know, all this other stuff. So I felt badly. I did. I thought, well, if you hadn't called, they wouldn't have trespassed him. And, you know, but he's been there every day for six months with his filth and his junk and his American flags and hanging things from the branches in the trees and creating tents and lean-tos. And now other people are living around him. There's another tent and another tent. And I just, I couldn't take it anymore. Did I do the right thing? Should I have waited till after Thanksgiving? Should I have just figured it's none of my business? Should I just start going to another park? You know... I'm trying to make our community more livable for everybody. But I'm the only one at Desert Breeze. I'm the one that calls park police. I'm the one the employees that work there come to and ask, can you please call it? Because we can't, you know, we got to get. So am I, A, it's a burden. I don't want to be the savior of the world. But B, I mean, two days before Thanksgiving, I have the guy trespassed out of the park. Am I bad? And I mean, <laughs> am I an evil person? I kind of felt that way. I did. You know, making uncomfortable decisions shouldn't be left up to you or I. And that's the truth. You know, like whether a person goes to jail or not. Law enforcement should have taken that out of my hands a long time ago. They should have said, no, he's living here. You know, we're going to trespass him on their own accord. Instead of leaving it to me to call and call and call and call. And finally, they get so tired of me calling, they trespass him out of the park. I don't know if it was right or wrong. I really don't. I just know that 
everyone that saw me do it congratulated me that Sherry was happy I was doing it. Linda was happy I was doing it. Dell was happy I was doing it. Heath was happy I was doing it. Everybody came to me and said, thank God you're doing something about him. But am I wrong to do it? Should I just leave the homeless alone? And hey, so what if they're sleeping outside of my gate here? So what if they're sleeping all over the park where I go every day? Big deal. If I don't like it, find a new park. Is that the attitude we should be having? You know, nowadays we clean up an area like San Francisco. They clean it up of the homeless when there's a big event. Then the big big event leaves. And, you know, it's a problem all over again. Same at Desert Breeze. Same in your community. They clean up the parks and they clean up the streets when there's an event. And VIP see the rich. Again, if the rich or others like the rich are coming to an area, they clean it up. But when they when it's just you and I, they let it get overrun. Did I do it right? Would you have called? What would you have done? Leave your comment if you're below. Not visiting reallycorel.com daily. You're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really k a r e l.com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corel cast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corel cast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. Thank you, India. Thank you, Tara. Thank you, Disillusionment. That, of course, Alanis Morissette song, Thank You. I'm Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Now, I don't think we should be celebrating the holiday anymore. I really don't. We don't celebrate harvest anymore because we have perpetual harvest all year long. Uh, we certainly, you know, the Native Americans didn't do out do well uh, with Thanksgiving and thereafter. So, I mean, Squanto, Squinto saved our lives, brought us eel and corn because uh, we were starving. Uh, and so we thank them by killing them all and then eating a turkey, which mo- 85% of Americans eat turkey on Thanksgiving. And yet 90% of Americans report eating turkey only on Thanksgiving. <laughs> they don't eat it any other time of the year, uh, but they eat a, a turkey on Thanksgiving. So we we celebrate thing this this thanksgiving holiday uh and we don't have any idea why anymore we really don't it was to celebrate the harvest and making it you know the bounty and and a cooperation between the native americans and the pilgrims which the pilgrims then betrayed uh you know so the holiday is outdated and I know that Lincoln did it because a woman wrote him a letter about losing someone in the Civil War and all this other stuff. But we have Veterans Day. And so Thanksgiving is kind of outdated. I think we should just go from Halloween right into the Christmas season, since we do anyway, uh, and forget about Thanksgiving. You know, there, there, there's no point. There's a lot of pressure on the holidays. Mental health suffers. We are gluttonous, and yet we're diabetics. We kill millions of turkeys that have been raised in cruelty. It's just not a good day. And we celebrate basically the slaughter of the Native Americans. 
So as far as I'm concerned, it's, you know, as I get older, some of these holidays, I look at them and think, you used to love that holiday. And now I just, I don't see a need for it. And yeah, it's great to have a family day and to have everyone around and thankful. But isn't that Christmas? You know, isn't that every other holiday? Veterans Day, Memorial Day, July 4th. Don't we gather with friends and family, you know? So Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Uh, I was going to do a whole bunch of vegan recipes for you today, but why? You're not going to cook them. Uh, I'll get my cookbook out by next year, and you can, you can you know, use that. Uh, but please try to be more plant-based. Replace regular butter with vegan butter. Miyoko's, I highly recommend. Uh, you know, your stuffing, you can use Beyond Sausage. No one will know the difference. Uh, you know, so there are things you can do to be more plant-based because as the, you know, UN just said, we're not going to meet the climate goals unless A, we stop with fossil fuels and B, we all go vegan. That's what they said it's in the report. But it does bring up the notion of gratitude. And I don't think in today's world we feel enough of that. Uh, I think instead we feel greed, uh, w- desire, you know, wants, those sort of things. Um, And so I wanted to take this moment at the end of the show today to, first of all, express my gratitude to my patrons. This show, as little as it is, would not be going without you. There are 62 of you who keep this show on for the thousands of others who don't participate financially. Just 62 of you. Some of you give up to $100 a month. And, you know, I can't I cannot thank you enough. And then there's my little girl that you probably hear or may not hear out there barking. Um, I love Miss Ember more than you know. And I am so grateful to have her in my life, to have health care for her and for me. I'm grateful to have a home here, a two-bedroom home, so I have a studio and I have my bedroom. I'm so grateful to have the friends that I do have, Steve here in Vegas and, you know, Heath here in Vegas and the, my friends at the park. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to at least have them. I'm grateful I have a loving niece and nephew and Jake and Heather. I'm grateful for each and every one of you that listen, even those of you that choose not to support through Patreon. I am grateful for those that have stuck with me through KFI and KGO. I am grateful that... I learned how to be healthier and that I was able to stick to my diet. I'm grateful that being a vegan is so easy and has been so beneficial for me. I am grateful that I can still do a workout, can still do yoga, can still go to the park and run up the hills. I am grateful that I live at this time right now. So I can experience all that the world has to offer, including the wonders. I am so grateful for the life that you all have given me through my media and entertaining and how much of the world I've got to see, how many things I've got to do, like lead the parade in Ireland or meet with their president or be in New York at the Toast of Broadway or all the countless things that I have done on and off air because of my life in media. I am so very grateful for every one of you that has showed up at every one of my live shows and watched that two hours of madness on the stage and applauded and stood up and came back afterwards and hugged me. I'm grateful for the emails like the one I got this morning from a woman who said that she wakes up and the first thing she listens to every day that my show drops is me. And she's so grateful for me being there. Well, she doesn't realize how grateful I am for her being there. 
I am so grateful that I'm smart enough to seek out the news on places like Script News and France 24 and NHK World and Sky News and places like that instead of CNN or MSNBC or Fox. I'm grateful that I can find reliable sources for real news. I'm grateful for the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association and the opportunities that affords me to see great entertainment. It's my favorite season right now, screener season. Uh, although I've gotten 50 movies and none of them I really want to see. I'm like, eh. maybe I'm just getting old. I'm grateful for the outdated computers that I have. And they are outdated. They are six years old. Uh, to update, I need $8,000 to get a Mac Studio, a new uh, iPad, uh, you know, just newer computers. But I don't have the money, so I'm grateful that I at least have the older ones that are still working well enough. And the lights and the camera and the microphones and the audio recorders to have all of this so I can bring you this show. I am grateful that tomorrow... I'll be able to purchase a meal from a vegan restaurant with Steve and go to Steve's house and sit out back with Tino and Ember and him and great vegan food and have a friend and, and have a Thanksgiving. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for all my other friends, from Daniel to Brandon to, you know, all of them. Dan Zamora, Daniel Amspa, you know, all, all of my friends, just Sean and Aldo and... I could just go down the list to everybody, Hannah who showed up, to everyone that showed up. I'm grateful this year I got put on a wall in Long Beach with Andrew. Gratitude. Leave below what you're grateful for. What are you grateful for? I'd like to hear it. Email me or put it down below. I am Carell. Be who you want to be, so long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Happy, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hey, have a Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember... I am Carell. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.